All right, welcome back to the Real Life Podcast. Um, this is my friend Adrian. He actually records some of Luke's music, my brother. Um, and uh, yeah, so we're going to interview him today and have some fun. Actually, if you notice, uh, we're set up on his equipment today because we're going to test it out. So let us know if you hear a difference in the comments below. And uh, working on upgrading here. So yeah. Testing out my other set of mics, and uh, we're going through his interface and laptop. So, yeah. a little Apollo Twin X action over here for all you guys to know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for all you guys that know what that means. Yeah, sure. So I always start by asking three different questions. They're all random, just just to get the thing going and whatever. Cool. So, give me three numbers from one to twenty-five. Uh, three, six, twelve. How would the world change if superheroes and supervillains actually existed? People would feel more limited. You think so? I always say that they would instantly be political. I think the government would treat them as weapons. And some people, same thing with gun control. Like we, they would try and restrict their powers, and some people would be for that. Some people would be against that. I think they'd instantly be treated like weapons. Yeah, the government for sure. would try to use them. Yeah, for sure. Unless they're, I don't know. I was thinking like, I'll, whenever I think of something that's like that, I don't know, supernatural. Oh, it's yeah. like I'm like, damn. I mean, really, nothing but itself can take it down or, or tell it what to do. So yeah, I was just like, damn. I mean, yeah, it would work out that way. But I would just be more afraid for everybody else who can't who can't do what they do. You know, like. Mm-hmm. Oh wow, that's that that's great. We got a fucking superhero <laughs> over here smashing shit. Yeah, I'm just some chump human. Yeah, on the sideline shit. Especially if the villain was someone like Thanos or something. Like, how yeah. this go away? Like, it'd be awful. Number six. Uh, what would be your strategy for surviving an apocalypse? Go underground. Forever. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Yep. Get bunker. Or, or get out of get off this fucking earth. <laughs> yeah. There you go. And then number 12, if you were given a one-minute ad slot during a big event, what would you fill it with? Fuck. Uh, damn. Anybody needs an audio engineer. <laughs> For sure. I was thinking more like, like something. Like if shit, if I'm going to get a, a minute ad spot on what again? Just, the, just like, in general, I, yeah, just, just on, a big event like a Super just a Bowl big event, or Super Bowl. something. Shit, if I got a minute ad spot for a Super Bowl, I would wild out, and go crazy on that shit. <laughs> I'm not even sure if I would make it about like promoting my business or something like that. I would just want to try to send a message that I wouldn't be able to send without a platform like that. You know? Yeah, yeah. That I would thought, take time. Thing, yeah, that would take time to think about. I want to calculate that shit. That's interesting. Like every time that question comes up, I've never thought like, "Oh, go tune into the real life podcast or something." Like it, it would always be something different. Yeah, some some message about the state of the world or something. I don't know. Yeah, shit, I. Everybody thinks about that shit. Yeah, everybody's <laughs> always thinking, "Oh my god." Yeah. This world fucking sucks. I don't want to. You know, it's like. Fuck all that. <laughs> fuck all that. I've heard too much of that. I've heard too much of. People like hating the state of the world, but 
I mean, it's like you're in this shit. It is what it is. You know what you can do about it. Yeah. I guess just don't don't be what you hate. I guess. Yeah, for real. <laughs> be kind. People will be kind. That's what my shirt says. Oh yeah. Um. But yeah. So you're an audio engineer, right? Yeah, it's sad. I'm looking at these fucking levels right now. I'm like, oh, those look weak. It's all good, though. <laughs> and sure uh, you went to a trade school for it? Yeah, I went to a trade school. I went to the Conservatory of Recording Arts and Sciences. It is <clears throat> a recording arts and music production school in Phoenix, Arizona. It's just a nine-month program, and then I came back to San Antonio in April for my internship. I started an internship at Cibolo Studios. Okay. Amazing, amazing recording studio. Yeah. Like, I was literally, I was like, all right, I'm either going to gonna go to Atlanta, New York City, or L.A. Is that the one that right. Saint showed us the pictures of that you were in? Yeah, the video. Yeah, yeah, yeah the yeah, video yeah. of the whole yeah. place. Every time, yeah, every time I'm around Saint and there's new people around, he's always like, yo, show them the studio. So I'm always showing people because it's crazy. Like, yeah. multi-million dollar facility. Jeez. If you want good music recorded you go there yeah but if you don't have money then it's kind of hard because it's like yeah it it's kind of odd that the studio is even here in san antonio because it is such a high budget facility that like it's not it's not as big as it will be it's like it's fairly new they've only been fully functional for two years oh okay oh wow the guys that run it are young as shit oh wow they're so fucking yeah they're like uh, the owner of the place, his name is Landis Chisenhall. Uh, he, it, I, he actually turns 30, he turns 31 in a fuck, uh, turns 31 in like six, seven days, something like that. Anyways, he's like 30 years old. He went to Texas state to do their audio engineering program. And then the head engineer there, James Campbell, he went there too. That's how they met. I think, Oh wow. whatever, okay. whatever. And then Landis was like, shit, I want to open up a recording studio. Yeah. So he did that. And James Wow. Knows the ins and outs of all of it. So does Landis. Dang. Um, but James is usually the main guy who's in there recording yeah. people and mixing, and he's really deep into it. He, he spent a lot more time uh, focusing on improving his audio skills. Yeah. More so than Landis did, because Landis just, I he's just a drum head. That man loves drums. Yeah. He's amazing. He's an amazing drummer. I'm telling you, like, anybody watching this, if you're in San Antonio <laughs> and you need session musicians to pull up. If you want to record in a nice ass studio, get a good vibe and get good quality stuff, that is a place to go. James, amazing guitarist. Landis, amazing drummer, and they own the studio. That's their that, that's their shit, and they're amazing. They're good at everything. They're good at yeah. Everything. When it comes to anything audio related, they can do it. But anyways, yes, I went to Crass for nine months. Got back in April. Internship at Cibolo Studios, which I've been I've been talking about for a while, and. Yeah, and then literally finished my internship July 16th. And then a few days later, Saint gave me the fucking interface. I got a new laptop. Did you know Saint before that? I met Saint I met Saint uh officially in March. I came my birthday's okay. March 15th. Oh, mine's March 16th. Bro, I saw that you posted. Yeah, I saw that you, Yeah, I was looking at your Instagram and I saw I saw that you posted a birthday post on March 16th. Yeah. And I was like his birthday's March 15th. That's about to be crazy. Yeah. Imagine you, you know, you were just a day late on the yeah. post and you have the same birthday. Yeah. No, yeah. My birthday's March 16th. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. So I came back for a little birthday trip. 
came back for a birthday trip. Oh, you know, I mean, you know, every yeah. year, every year our birthday's on spring break, mm -hmm. right? So I came back yep. for a uh, just birthday trip. Wanted to come see friends, family, be in San Antonio for my twenty first birthday. Yeah. So I officially met him mid March, and I had originally got in contact with him. Because in January, like, oh my God, the whole time I was in school, I was tripping. Great <laughs> school. I would recommend that school. Anybody who wants to get interested in any, or anyone who's interested in audio yeah, and wants to pursue a career in audio, I was thinking about going to Full Sail. My, my dad actually asked me, he was like, because I was not doing this shit. Like, I'm getting so off topic. <laughs> I was not doing this. Like, I, yeah. it, literally, if it wasn't for Saint, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be where I'm at. I'll get, I'll get to what I was about. Say, thank you, Saint. <laughs> for real, thank you, Saint. One day I got to get thank him in here too. You do need to get him in. He wants to come on here. He does. He wants to come on he here. Never so you really got to get him so, on here. Yeah. But yeah, I met Saint. Uh, met Saint in March, but I DM'd him in January because school was just stressing me out, and I was like, "Fuck, I need to know that I'm gonna be working with someone that I can trust." Yeah. Like I don't want the school to tell me, "Hey, we think you should go here. We think you should go there." It's like. I want to find the person. I want to find the studio that I'm going to go work at. Yeah. Because I want to know that it was my doing to get me there. I didn't want to feel like I was in yeah. the hands of someone else telling me, hey, this is a good studio. Like, I wanted to know, no. And the fact that Sane is here in San Antonio. Yeah. Does what he does. Self-taught. Yeah. Like, fucking YouTube University. Yeah. It's the shit right there. So you knew who he was, like I didn't know who he was until January. But did, b before, did you know that he did music I had, and, and I audio had, stuff though, or did you meet him and you was like, "Hey, you do audio, I do audio." So I literally DM'd him because I knew that he was a mix engineer, recording yeah. engineer here in the city. Saint mixed it. <laughs> so I hit him up and was like, "Yeah, I'm going to school, I'm trying to get connected. I would love to go back to San Antonio because I love the city. Yeah, I love the city. Like I." I could have gone to LA. I could have gone to Atlanta. Um, not for any, like, not like there was any great opportunity that I passed up, but I was going to go there just to start my career. Yeah. I wanted to go. I was thinking about interning at Loud House Studios in Atlanta. That was like the main one. They're like, pa Patchworks is like, you get in there. Fuck. I don't know what I would do. Yeah. But, anyways, there's a couple studios in Atlanta that I really wanted to go to. Um, there were some studios in LA that when I spent some time out there a couple summers ago, I was driving around doing Postmates and shit, and I came across, there's there this one time, I saw this guy like randomly walking into, it just see, it just looks like a recording studio. Yeah. Like when you drive by a recording studio, you know it's a recording studio. Yeah. If there's a freaking- Unless it's Saints. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes, unless it's Saints. But if you're in LA and you're like just driving down random streets, you can tell when that shit's a recording yeah. studio sometimes. Like, dude, it was just, it's just a normal, just a random building. But it's the fact that it was a gate and everybody that was walking in and out, it just seemed like there was artists coming in and out of there. Yeah. The, the people just looked, it just, it just, I just had a feeling, man. Yeah. I saw this guy, he was actually about to walk into the gate. He had just gotten Chick-fil-A. Oh. I had probably just gotten Chick-fil-A from Postmates or something. That's why I was there. So I literally, I was like driving and I look over and I see this guy with some Chick-fil-A and he's walking into this gate and I saw my car and I on the window and I was like, I was like, yo, is this a recording studio? He was like, yeah. I was like, uh, can you hear my mixes and like let me know? Cause uh, I want to do what you do. Fuck, <laughs> yeah. like that sounds so dope. Um, so yeah, I'm not sure how I got off on that, but anyways, met Saint, DM'd him 
because I wanted to, uh, yeah, I wanted to work. I wanted to work with him. I just, I just had trust in what he had done. I looked at his website and honestly, I didn't even listen to a lot of shit that he had done. So do people know him in the industry, like outside of San Antonio? I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. My brother tells sure. me he's pretty popular. No, he's really, but. he's, I, I honestly, I don't typically like look too deep into people. Yeah. I kind of just want to like experience it myself. Yeah. So I haven't done a lot of research. I, yeah. I on, mean, he's really cool and he's not, I know. he's super like awesome, but yeah, no, he's, I mean, I've seen him post like he works with Maxo Cream and stuff like that. Yeah. And I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. There's a, I don't know what the song is called. It's a, yeah, he just put out uh, Maxo Cream and guy, something Hoodlum. Yeah, something. So, so Southside Hoodlum. That guy. Saint says that apparently they're they're childhood friends. Oh, so there you go. Uh, Southside, you know, he started rapping and shit, and there was Saint to yeah. record him. So Saint Saint's been recording him, maybe as long as he's been doing it. I'm not sure. I don't know too much, but yeah, yeah uh, Southside just put out a music video for a song called. Let's see, Ace the Shooter. He's a guy. He's a videographer here in the yeah, city. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. It should be right here. I probably have to look up Hoodlum. Look up Maxo to be uh, Southside. You know Ralu too? Oh yeah, yeah. I've met Ralu a couple times. Yeah, I haven't met him yet. You haven't I, met him yet. I've been trying to get him on here, but he's hard to get in contact with. Really? Yeah. I've I've done with you know Cujo too. I never heard of Cujo. Cujo is also in their sewer rich thing. He's oh. uh. He's here in the city. Too, yeah, mm-hmm. he has a little studio in his garage. I've been to, and he's really good. I'm I did an interview with him, um, my brother obviously, and then I just I need Ralu. I want to do Ralu. He'll be the next. That'd be dope. Rich. And also, what's that other guy's name? Three. Yeah, three hundred. Yeah, yeah, three hundred Tyler or something. Three hundred like. baby. Yeah, yeah three hundred baby. Yeah. yeah, I need to get them two on here, and then that'll be all super rich. Oh yeah, that's really that. Well, never mind. Yeah, that'd be dope. But Ralu is a busy man, so he's oh, yeah. he's hard to get in contact with. Shit, I was sitting around on my ass, like just making my own music, trying to just get better at mixing and recording and all that, and especially just learning the interface. But before I had that interface, I like literally it was just three weeks ago that any of this shit started paying off. Really, I I, I I've seen results. People have told me, you know, given their critiques and what they like and dislike about what I do, what I should do better. But it never felt like anything was really popping off, you know? Yeah. It just felt like I was doing it just to do it. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know, my grandma sits around at home fucking crocheting all day. Yeah. That's what it is. That's so bad. That sounds like I'm just shitting on my grandma. But I was just trying to think of something like, you is know. Is she good at crocheting though? It's like, you know, it's fulfilling. You love to. Oh, she's amazing at it. <laughs> amazing. So you do that kind of stuff, right? And you just do it. For, you do it for yourself. Yeah. You're sitting there and it's like, because I was doing, the, I've been doing, I started doing this when I was 15, 16. It's like my sophomore year of high school. Yeah. First time I ever recorded uh, with my friend Richard. He goes by Top Shelf Suite actually. Okay. Follow him on SoundCloud. He's got we we're, we're trying to get some songs together and shit. I've been trying yeah. to help. I was trying to help get his sound and record him and stuff like that. But anyways, first time recording was like when I was fourteen. He invited me over to his apartment, and he was like, "Yo, let's just like make some music." I was like, "Oh my god, <laughs> I've been on SoundCloud for years." So you do your own to, music too? Yeah, I do my own music too. Okay, there you um, go. But that's how I started. I was yeah. just gonna go off. You're saying Arlo's a really busy person. 
and I wasn't doing shit. Like, I was literally just recording my own music, trying to mix it. I was, you know, trying to get on different websites like Fiverr and whatever other different entrepreneurial type. uh, um, That's where I got that from Fiverr. Really? Mm -hmm. Damn. Yeah, it was, it's cool. It's, it was really cool going on places like that. Or uh, I was just trying to find a way to get exposure. Like, yeah, I knew Saint. He was going to help me out eventually. But I'm just so impatient. Like, yeah. I'm just a really impatient person. Yeah, I'm the same way. Like, like, I either do it all or I don't do any of it. Yeah. Like, I, there's no in between. And like everything else, it's a curse and a blessing. But the point is, is like, I was doing this shit and I quit. I, I probably quit doing this like three, four times. Jeez, but something always pulled me back. You're wait, you're 21 now, right? I'm 21. Okay, yeah, just make yeah. sure. Yeah, I'm 21. And so, have you wanted to do music your whole life? Like, is that what you've known? Did you want to do it at, at, at some capacity? Yeah, and I left the drive for music last summer. I mean, oh. should I should have thousands of songs recorded? Yeah. But the amount of times that I quit or was too fucking fried or depressed or like yeah. was doubting myself too much. Shit, if I just believed in myself from the start and didn't let anybody tell me different. Yeah, it'd be diff- it'd be it. it w- I'm, I don't know how different it would be, of course, but it would be different yeah. if I would have gotten out of my head as much as I, I'm still in my head like a bitch. I don't think I'm much different from who I was five, six years ago, five, six years ago. The only difference is that I started believing in myself. It's the only thing like, and I heard it on so many fucking, um, I don't know, all that. It's not bullshit, but I let it get to my head. So I just yeah. like, I don't focus on it too much anymore. But shit, I spent like a couple years every night going to bed to Jordan Peterson or Alan Watts or like uh, Terrence McKenna and just like, just like all, all like all the big head, yeah. like, not big head, all the big name, uh, like psychologists or biologists and, uh, um, biologists. theoretical, what people just who break shit down until it's down to the atom type shit. Like those yeah. people, I was watching that shit all the time and trying to just read up on history and go back before people can even calculate and stuff like that, yeah. you know? And I was just so interested in like finding that nice meeting point for where we are today and who we were so long ago. Yeah. Cause I, I just, I, I had a lot of, uh, I just had a lot of, I, I just had a lot of self doubt. Like I just didn't like, you, you just got to learn. You just got to learn who you are, find yourself. Everybody does. Yeah. And Although I have not, def- I definitely have not learned everything about myself. That'd be, that would suck. But I spent a lot of fucking nights just on YouTube, on different blogs, just trying to, or articles, trying to read up on shit. And it was, oh, fuck, where, where am I going with this? I don't know what I was saying. I was... <laughs> I don't well, know. We ended the last clip talking about if someone came up to you and said, "So, oh yeah, if someone came up to you and they started a sentence with, I would like to give you a few million dollars, there's not yeah. much you wouldn't do for that. Yeah. <laughs> no matter what the next sentence out of their mouth is. For sure. So I think what I was saying was just like, fuck, 
the shit was hard. The shit was a lot harder before I started believing in myself. Yeah. We'll end it there. Yeah. We'll leave that there. Yeah. Also, so you don't only do music though, right? Like you'll you do podcast stuff and you do like audio in any type of way. Like if someone asks you to do something, you be down. Oh yeah. If anybody asks me to do anything audio related, even if I don't know how to do it. I'm still pulling up and doing that <laughs> shit. I'm gonna figure it out. That's the that's like, the other thing. Like you do house calls too. Like you'll come to their house. Like oh yeah, you, they no have to like come to a studio. Everything I need to record somebody, like my whole entire studio is literally in the back of my car right now. Yeah, like it's literally out there in my trunk. <laughs> yeah, my bag is right here. Laptop interface, whatever. Everything is always on me. Like, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I pull up. I pull up anywhere. Yeah. I will literally go anywhere. You want to record? I'll be there. Yeah. You need anything done audio? I'll be there. Yeah. Live sound, broadcast, commercial work, um, music production, mixing, recording, mastering. Yeah. Um, what other shit did we? Do you touch produce on? too? Do you make beats and stuff too? Uh, I can. Nobody likes them. <laughs> oh my god. Shit. But me. Because <laughs> I don't. I don't. Um. I'm not a very, I'm a very technical person, but I don't know all the technicalities behind music theory and music production and shit like that. Yeah. Like, at least when it comes to beat making. Yeah. I haven't studied all the different genres and all the different song structures and stuff like that to have a good understanding and to have like, you know, a full arsenal of, yeah, uh, like procedures to follow as I'm making a beat. Um, so, yes, I've. Make my own music. I try to produce everything that I do myself now. Okay. Uh, I had a little stick up my ass, and that's why I had that thought for a while. And actually, recently, I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. If it beats good, it beats good. Yeah. And plus, I, I don't post any of my music. There's stuff up on my SoundCloud. I have one song on Spotify from like three years ago. Never took it down just because it doesn't matter. It's mixed and mastered like shit. Yeah. My, actually, my friend produced that. Oh, wow. Spill okay. Space. Jack Boffman, look him up on Instagram. If you need beats, anything like that, really just beats. Hit him up. He's fire. If you like, uh, you ever heard of um, like uh, Sofago? You heard him before? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? He produced he produced a song for Sofago. Oh, wow. Okay. There yeah. Him and uh, uh, this guy, uh, Wonder, produced by Wonder. That's a cool name. Yeah. It's pretty dope. Yeah. It's pretty dope. I like so. that name. But, you know, I, I was always so confused on why Jack's name is Spill Space. And I asked him, I was like, it, it had been a couple years since he like had gone by that name, I think. And I just asked him, I was like, yo, why spill space? What does that even fucking mean? And I love Jack. He's like, he's so dope. He's just like, I don't even know how to explain it. I don't even know how to describe him. He's like such a unique person. And I was so curious because, you know, he's just like, he's one of those guys that like, he's, he's so fucking smart. Yeah. Like one of the smartest guys I know. Super, super creative, artistic. But it's like, I I know that there's so much going on in that man's head. Yeah. That nobody will ever know. Yeah. So his producer name is, he goes, his stage name, producer name, whatever, he goes by Spill Space. And I asked him, I'm like, yo, what does that mean? What is that? And he was like, well, you know, you pour water in a cup. The cup is the spill space. I was like, all right, so where are you going with this, right? <laughs> what? And he was like, he was like, he was like, I don't honestly, I've forgotten. All I know is that that's the that that's all I remember. He just was like, 
Well, you pour water in a cup. It's the spill space. I was like, oh, shit. He, he, he explained <laughs> it more for sure. That's interesting. But, um, hmm. but yeah. I'm going to start saying that. that. Can you give me a spill space from, a spill the, space. <laughs> from the yeah. cupboard? Wow, that's interesting. But yeah. Shit, I just started talking about Jack. We were talking about something. My train of thought is uh, we, so uh, we've been talking. We're just talking. We're just so fucking talking. Stuff. I know. This is good. Yeah, we, were t- <laughs> good. <laughs> we were talking about Saint and you meeting Saint in January. Saint and Wally and whatever. Yeah, we, I didn't even finish that shit. God damn it. You were saying that he gave you the interface and you yeah. met him again in April. Or this something? is an important story, actually. Me and Saint's story is very important. So <laughs> I'm going to keep strictly to this. <laughs> met, DM'd him in January. I was like, yo, I'm a. Um, I'm an audio engineering student at Crass Conservatory of Recording Arts and Sciences. And what's up? Like, you'd be willing to mentor me or uh, allow me to do my internship under you? Yeah. And I knew I, I knew he didn't have uh, all the tools to teach me the things that I wanted to learn, at least when it came down to, like, analog yeah. gear. So if you don't know, Saint built his studio on his property, like where his house is, like it's in the back in another little tiny house. And he built it in there. And it, yeah. like you would never know driving by his house and there was a full studio back there, but he's got this like little tiny house, like maybe two bedrooms put together. Yeah, it's like a guest house pretty much. Yeah, and he built it up into this studio, completely soundproofed, like all the yeah. lights and electrical, and it's, it's, it's really nice. Really nice. Yeah, it's like... I was I'm I was very interested in him because he is keeping he's keeping up with the times. Yeah. He's not he's not reminiscing on you know how you know oh music was so much better back then. Yeah. Music was so much better. I'm like, yo. Who who whoever thought to say that? Like, oh, that, that stuff bugs me. Oh, music was so much better back then. All the music nowadays, you know, oh, it's, you know, auto-tune and you know, they're just mumble rapping and they're just talking about drugs and, you know, bitches and uh, money and all this materialistic stuff. And there's no meaning behind any of it, blah, 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 blah. I saw Saint and I was like, yo, anyone who's this invested in the music, yeah, in this kind of music, they, and for as old as he is, like, you would, because I don't know, the fact that he's been doing it for as long as he has and he's been so dedicated. That's what instantly built that trust. Yeah. I was like... And also, Saint's not materialistic like that. Like, if you go into his studio, like, he's not wearing any, like, no diamonds. He's not wearing any designer. Yeah. Like, he, he'll he literally walk into the studio in basketball shorts. Crocs. Plain t-shirt. Yeah, <laughs> Crocs or, like, and one slides or yeah. something and just sit down in his chair and just go for just it. Just get some work, for real. Like, dang, okay. And it's like... Those are really important things to notice about somebody. Yeah. Because when you when someone can prove to you that it's a lot less about their image and a lot more about their work. Yeah. It's like, yeah, that is that is golden. Yeah. Like as soon as like you strip everything down from someone outside of what's going on in their head. Yeah. And what what you know, what they're putting out with their heart. It's like as soon as you see that. That's how you know. Yeah. And with Saint, it was it was instant. I was just like, I instantly saw his page, and I was just like, Yo, I have to hit this man up. Yeah, like I just it was it was instant. And also, he doesn't change that for anybody. Like no matter who comes in his studio, like no matter how big they are, like Raulu, 
has over a million views on his stuff. He dresses the same. He talks the same. He doesn't change his like he doesn't yeah. change the way he speaks. He doesn't do anything different. Really, he's yeah. the same guy. He's, just, he's true to himself. And and you know, like all that all that stuff. You know, people say it's always about you. Before, you know, <clears throat> people will say, "Oh, put others before yourself," but you know, so you can't really put others before yourself until you do it for yourself. So yeah. it's not it's it's nice to see him and know that like he's got like he's got his shit straight. Yeah. To the point where he doesn't need like he's not he's not feeding off of off of the negativity that other people are putting out. He's not feeding off of all the bullshit. Yeah. He's like he's actually doing this because he loves it. Yeah. And is genuinely interested in recording and mixing people's music. Yeah. Like it's not about what they have to say about, you know, how he looks or how he talks or whatever he does. This man's a fool. Yeah. Just seeing, you've seen him in the studio yeah. like, dancing yeah. and shit yeah. and going crazy. I and love dabbing it. all the time. Yeah, I know. And- <laughs> Deb, it's literally oh saying like, you just be standing there and just song be playing or like he'll just. I wouldn't be surprised if he was just walking around in public and he just went. Deb, <laughs> yeah. I would not be surprised. Oh my gosh, and he's but, he's super open to whatever too. Like some some like Luke could come in there with some opera beat or something, and he would put it on his thing and just record it. Yeah, and that'd be it. Like he doesn't care. Like he does, he'll do whatever. Yeah, and that's pretty cool. Like Ralu did a country song, and he, I haven't heard he, that yet. He just, Dude, it's one of the best things I've ever. It's so good. It was so good. Me and Luke were like, we sing it to this day. Like me and Luke, when we see each other, we sing it to this day. It's so good. You gotta ask Saint about it next time you see him. Oh yeah, the first time that I had ever heard a country song, a, a country rap song that I actually liked, was when I know it's Little Tracy song. You know, oh, thank God. I thought you were going to say Lil Nas X. That was like, no, no, oh, no, no, no. You never catch me saying that my favorite country rap song is Old Town Road. You never catch me saying that. But you know what? Before I get onto this shit about uh, whoever I was about to talk about, Lil Nas X, his industry baby song, I heard that shit for the first time, and I was like, yeah. This is this is the real Lil Nas X. Yeah. This is, this is what you can do when you're working with Take a Day Trip in a fucking log cabin and you can just hit up Jack Harlow for a fucking feature. Like that, like the shit that he was saying in it, the music video especially, like yeah. if you like that song and you haven't seen the music video, you I have to watch like, it. I feel like you can tell when people like, when the music that they make is like them, like, like, okay, this is them. Like this is genuine, this is their music, as opposed to when they're making music for the public. Like to please them. Like, uh, like when you were doing My Brother the other day and he started singing on that track, like the the whole room went quiet when he was doing that the guitar with no beat and or no uh, no no drums and he just started singing on it the whole room was quiet for that entire recording yeah and it, like that guy Isaac was like blown away he was like what the heck because that that that's what Luke is good at is singing yeah and the, like the emotion in his words like you knew that that was true like it wasn't he wasn't making anything up like you knew he was. And I, I don't know. I one person that I know that did that that I listened to a lot. Me and Luke, he's one of our favorites. But he did that, and he's one of the people, one of the only rappers, not the only, but one of the main rappers that I knew. Like what he was saying was real, and he was genuine in his music. That was Mac Miller. Really? Yeah, that's my dad. Yeah, so good. Yeah, Mac Miller. I I felt was really genuine. Like he like his stuff was real. Yeah. 
Yeah, and that's that's a that's a really cool thing to see as artists progress. Rest um, in peace, Mac Miller, by the way. R.I.P. <laughs> Mac Miller. And I was never a big Mac Miller fan. I never listened to a lot of his stuff. Um, I like his music. Yeah. I love, I love me some. Uh, shit, what is that song called? He did. It's on. Uh, no, he does mess around. He, he does make some. No, he does. He's a very Nike, 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 Nike. Oh my god. Yeah, no, he's fire. Like, uh, I'm trying to think of what this. Cut the check. Yeah. Cut the check with Chief Keef. I love yeah. Chief Keef. Chief yeah. Keef's the goat. Like Doja Cat said. You know, so I have a very unpopular opinion. I've said it on here before. I really, I, there's a rapper that I don't think is very good, and everybody loves him, but I do not think he's very good. I don't, I don't like Drake very much. You don't like Drake? I don't think he is as good as people make him out to be. I can see it. And I don't think that... I think that there's a lot of other rappers in the industry that are better than him. Yeah. And uh, that that I like how you said that. So just comparing artists, at least, and like giving an opinion on an artist and what yeah. you think about them. I'm going to answer that. I'm, I'm, I'm going to talk about this. Stuff. So I I love Drake. The guy that I was talk, talking to you about, Richard, or Top Shelf Sweet, whatever. Yeah. He, uh, The reason why we connected in sixth grade... Here in San Antonio, Tejeda Middle School. That's where I'm from. I'm oh, from you I'm went from to Tejeda. Okay. Yeah, I'm from the northeast side. Yeah, I went. To, I went to Reagan. Oh, really? For the first two years of my high school, yeah. Oh and then shit. I moved down here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I went I, to. I was up there. Yeah, I was. I went to Canyon Ridge. I went to Lopez Middle School, and then down here, and then yeah. Reagan, and then down here. So you finished your last two years here? Yeah, Brennan. Where, where at Brennan? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I also went to Bush Middle School too. Yeah, about that. Oh, nice. Yeah. Where, what a so obviously you guys were in Sun Oak, but like yeah. what what a like where in Sun Oak? So we lived uh so we lived several different places. You know where Iron Mountain Ranch is? It's by the Costco and the hospitals. You know where those there's like hospital here and here on either side. Costco and uh Walmart are right there. Yeah, the Costco and the Walmart. Yeah, sure, so yeah. beat like behind them. Oh, there's okay. a neighborhood like back there. Is past it off the hospitals? It's not off Sonterra. Is it? It's in that area, Walmart. yeah. Okay, it's sure. like there's this road you got to take back there and yeah yeah and then i also lived um like right by the canyon ridge elementary school there, you know where that is canyon ridge Elementary. it's like where? a big green building and there's like apartments on this side of it it's uh you know where the mormon temple is yeah yeah so if you just drive like past mormon temple if you're driving and the mormon temple's on your left and you keep going down it was on the right mm. past the wall past the walgreens and the cvs it was on your right and it was gated and then after that, when I went to Reagan, I lived. So if you're going straight and the Mormon temples right here, if you make a left at that McDonald's and you go down there, I lived down there in the neighborhood called the Summit. So there's oh, the okay. Summit and the Summit 2. Two the different Summit neighborhoods. Two. I don't know why they did that, but yeah, right over there. That's where I lived. Dope. So yeah, moved around over there. That's dope. Yeah, I never I never lived anywhere, um, at least in Texas. I never lived anywhere but on that so, side of town, okay, yeah. Because... Yeah, yeah. The neighborhood that I lived in is, is Encino Park. Oh, okay. Went to Encino Park Elementary, then Tejeda Middle School, then Johnson High School. Oh, wow. Okay. Oh, then, so you were like rivals with, with, uh, yeah. With, uh, of course, of course. Reagan. I have so many friends. Yeah. yeah. But like, yeah, for the sport, yeah, like the high school rivalry shit. Yeah. Yeah. It was real, but, um, yeah, I have a lot of friends from Reagan. Yeah. It was crazy. Like when, uh, my girlfriend, she went to Reagan. Oh, wow. Okay. And she followed Luke a few days ago. And oh. she looked at all. They have so many mutuals. She was like, "Holy she shit!" Age? Yeah, she's our. Oh, yeah, yeah, she's my age. Yeah, she's twenty one. Yeah, Luke graduated twenty eighteen. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Then we're all the same. Yeah, yeah. we're all the same. All the same age. Yeah. 
I'm 23. So, yeah, I graduated in 16. Yep. But, um, what were we saying before we well, went off on Stone Oak? I don't fucking know. I don't know. You had said something about Top Shelf with the face. First time you met him, you guys went to Tejeda together. Drake. Yeah, yeah. That's what you're talking about. Yeah. Drake. There we go. We connected over Drake in sixth grade, and then that's when, and then a couple years later, uh, he has some recording equipment, so I went to go record music with him. But anyways, what I was going to get on was, uh, since I started recording as many people as I have, it'll, the numbers will, yeah, it's, it's just going to grow exponentially from here. Yeah. But in the last uh, two, three weeks, I think I've recorded, I've recorded like 15 to 20 different artists. And after recording so many people, or after recording that many people in this amount of time with new gear and doing all that and hearing so many different types of music and different voices, because all I was used to was hearing my own, right? Yeah. I heard my voice more than anyone else's when it came to music, unless I was just listening to music more than I was making it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, hearing all these different hearing all these different types of music that's being made it keeps me from even like judging any type of music. Yeah. Or and I'm not saying I'm not saying that anyone's judging any type of music, but like you if you were to ask me what do you think about Drake? I would be like he's a goat. Like regardless of the quality or what he's doing right now, like he is forever like one of the most influential artists. Yeah. If not our generation like of all time like dude's yeah dude's been like fuck. dude has done so much for the music industry it's crazy um so i i look at i try to just look at everything uh in a more concrete way just like oh yeah like or not not, not even about it being concrete but just try not to be so opinionated and just look at just like listen to the music yeah. and be like because now now that i'm mixing in and shit or like being more technical with it Instead of really listening to something for, of course, I'm going to try to feel off the vibe and the energy, but I'm going to spend a lot of time listening to how it was put together and how the mix is and how, you know, who I, yeah. I want to know, like, I'm not interested in who made the song. I'm interested in who mixed it. Yeah. I'm interested in who recorded it, who mastered it. Yeah. I want to know who gave Drake that sound. Yeah. I want to know who gave so-and-so that sound. Yeah. You know, because you, you don't, I mean, shit, I'm sure Drake. I'm sure Drake could mix. I, I don't know. Drake's been doing it long enough. I'm sure he knows. I'm sure he could do it himself if he really wanted to. That's why I like Russ a lot. I because he's all in dude. Yeah, yeah. Mix mastered, engineered by Russ is what he says. Yeah. I actually have tickets to see him next year. The concert. So that'd be that's cool. dope. Yeah. But yeah, he does everything by himself, which is I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. That's just dope. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's and oh man, I. I really looked up to people who could do everything themselves because that's amazing. Yeah. Because that, that that's also one of the problems, like, uh, most people who are coming up right now, or, like, let's just keep it strictly to rap. Okay. Rappers rap. Yeah. They use their voice, and they spit bars. Okay. So if we just think of a rap, just a lyricist, okay. just a vocalist, straight-up vocalist, that is the easiest thing to profit off of. You don't have to, like, literally, it's just someone's voice. 
if they're good at rapping, they're good at singing. Everything else is outside of them yeah. at a certain point. Yeah. They sing as best they can. They write as best they can. They rap as best they can. They position the mics. They get Some up at a certain point in the mic. Themselves. And that's even, e- that's even easier for the <laughs> yeah. industry. Yeah. Way easier. You literally just find someone who has a good voice and a pretty face. Boom. It's settled. But when it comes down, but then when you think about like bands, right? Yeah. Like this band needs to be together to get signed. Like yeah. they need, everybody needs to be on point. Yeah. The vocalist, the drummer, the one or two guitarists, the bass player. Everybody has to be in sync, up to par, and perfect. Yeah. But when it comes down to a pretty face and a voice, it's like, oh, let's just pick them up. Let's write the songs for them. Let's get a producer in the room, some session musicians in the room. Let's just produce the shit out of a song. And since their voice is good, we can make it however we want it to sound. Yeah. You know who Wolfgang Van Halen is? I'm going to assume you know who Eddie Van Halen is. Everybody's heard that name, right? But I don't never he's, heard any music. He the he's the lead guy for the band Van Halen. He uh amazing guitarist, he and all that stuff. But uh, he had a son named Wolfgang, right? He Eddie Ed, 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 oh my god. Eddie Van Halen is like a legendary guitar player, right? So he had a son named Wolfgang and and then Eddie Van Halen died and Wolfgang does everything by himself. He there's a video of him doing it. You can look it up. He does the drums. He does the singing. He does the guitar. He does the bass. He does the producing. He does the mixing, the mastering. He does the recording. He does everything. The keys. He does everything. And wow. produces out the, the song. See, it, and he's amazing at it. That shits on what I do. The fact that someone can just piece everything together themselves. Yeah. Like that. It's amazing. Yeah. It's fucking amazing. Yeah. I don't I I do all my stuff off ear. I don't I don't know anything about music theory. Like if I'm gonna make a beat, I'ma use auto key, find yeah. find the fucking key, and I'll probably throw the sample in Melodyne and find whatever root note, this, this, that. But I'm gonna find that I'm gonna find that scale, I'm gonna look it up. And the only notes that I'm pressing on this keyboard are the are the notes that I'm <laughs> reading off my phone for that scale. Yeah. Like I don't I don't have scales memorized. Uh I don't know a lot about drum placement and patterns and stuff like that. I just throw it together. So I really have a lot of respect for people who can actually do that and yeah. do it successfully, professionally, and make it come out sounding really, really good, yeah. especially with live instruments. Because everything I'm doing is just programmed yeah. or I'm getting samples off a of splice. I have like one synthesizer on my computer because I just don't make beats and I never invested into it. Um, but someone who can do that all themselves, like, fuck. Yeah. Do you, ever, off to you. do you ever go to record someone uh, that's like not very good? You obviously yeah. don't say who it is, but yeah, like, for sure. Like you, and you're like, oh wow, okay, this well, is not <laughs> a good example of that would be my friends, my friends who just want to rap, right? Yeah, and they haven't done it before. Like, it's inevitable. Like, unless you're just a god and you can just get onto a mic and start spitting like it's nothing. Like, some people yeah. can do that. Yeah, but my friends can't. Yeah, my friends can't. So like last night, I was recording one of my friends, and it's yeah, like you you just have to deal with it. Um, but it was funny. Like I told him, I was like, "All right, uh, you're gonna learn how to record yourself." <laughs> I was like, "I don't." I was like, "You have a like." There's just a lot you need to learn about this stuff. Yeah. And if you learn how to work the software, it'll 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 kind of like 
yes, looking at a software would definitely limit limit it would limit somebody if that's what happened to happen. But with him, I was just like, it sucks when someone sucks. Yeah. And I was talking to I was talking to Sane about it, like, uh, you know, there's a difference between an artist and someone who just wants to make music or like wants to try to make music. Like yeah. everybody has different intentions. And you know what? It's not about whether someone sucks or not. Yeah. It's about their intention. Yeah. That is what will drive me crazy or not. When I have someone coming through and I know enough about them to know when they're lying or not. Yeah. And they're on the mic and they're just like spitting bullshit, just diarrhea out the mouth. Like <laughs> just, yeah. Like they literally went and listened to a little Dirk song and then was like, oh yeah, I'm gonna rap about fucking this, this, that. And they do it like Lil Dirk did, but they are from my side of town, like, you know, got it good. Little rich kid. <laughs> you no, know, like like people who don't really have problems. Yeah. You know what? We're gonna get on that. We're gonna touch on problems. <laughs> We're gonna touch on that shit. Yeah. Um but yeah, it's really just about intention. Like because people that didn't go through the struggle. Yeah. Like because fuck. I didn't. I didn't really go through a yeah. I didn't go through like a an external struggle. Yeah, like a struggle ever, of not ha- like you know? not having anything. Yeah, like, like not having. Yeah, literally not having shit. Like I, I never had to. I'm I'm blessed. Like great parents, great sister, like great family. Like never had to worry financially. Like I was able. They sent me to UTSA for a couple of years, hmm. and then were able to send me to the trade school for audio engineering. Like shit, I had it good. Like I had a, I had a, I had a really good, and I, I say that because it was at a point where I was looking at everything so negative, and I was like, "Damn, like this shit sucks," and it's crazy. I want to segue into that problem shit. That's what yeah. I want to get into right now because, uh, that's like one thing that has always been knocking at my brain's door, like. Uh, relatively speaking you know what is a problem like i was thinking because for me right you know like like how i how i just explained not 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 too many problems outside of myself right i was just like really really ungrateful and expected things to be how my parents wanted them to be for me yeah you know yeah which is crazy to say I expected my life to be the way my parents expected it to be. Yeah. But that left no room for me to expect anything that my parents didn't. Like, I... And they're crazy supportive. Like, uh, especially right now. But at first... It was kind of tough because, you know, they threw me into sports, track, football, baseball, soccer, all that kind of shit. And then I, of course, you know, focused in on football and track and got into that in high school and ran track. Seventh grade, I actually got a hairline fracture in my lower back playing football. Oh, dang. Couldn't play for a year. Uh, And then high school came around. I got the same hairline fracture my freshman year during spring football. Oh, gosh. I had 
uh, I had spring football practice and then I had summer track practice afterwards. Oh, so this is me working out like four times a day every day. Yeah. Like working out four times a day, five days, four times a day, five days a week. Yeah. And then with a track meet on the weekends. So I was working out a lot. I was taking like creatine pills, trying to get swollen. Oh fuck. gosh. Yeah. I weigh, I weigh, I put on, I put on like kind of a little bad weight. Yeah. Nothing I'm proud of. But I have, I weigh right now what I weighed when I was 15. Shorter, less, less hormones to boost my muscles. Yeah. But taking out, like, I was taking, I was taking creatine pills and whatever other stuff, to, you know, just like drinking protein shakes and yeah. all that kind of stuff. But the point is, is I was doing all that and that's why, that, that's what I loved it. And my parents loved it too. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. they, they put me into something that they expected me to love and I loved it. But then as I got older, I started wanting, I just wanted more. Like I just, I wanted to, I wanted to make music. I wanted to, I wanted to do drugs. Like I wanted to experiment. I wanted to, I wanted to do everything. Yeah. Because I fucking love this life. Like this shit is dope. Yeah. The fact that, you know, maybe I wasn't feeling too fulfilled at a certain point in my life. Yeah. And then boom, I'm like, shit. Well, I'm gonna start making music. Change my life. Um, or like I wanna, you know, I wanna go out more. I wanna make more friends. Like I don't wanna have to be like I don't wanna have to feel like I gotta live the way that, you know, my 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 parents wanted me to live. And it's crazy because by no means am I living like at all up to their standards. Yeah. There's nothing about my life aside from the money that's coming in that is anything worth uh like I don't know, it's it's kind of weird, but anyways, uh, started off doing all that stuff, but just the problem stuff, I guess, is what we were talking about. So like, I I I started, I was like, I was just experimenting like with drugs and stuff, and I had, I was doing whatever, whatever. I'm not gonna name it off, but I was just, I was just touch, I was just touching a lot of stuff, and just like, I was really, really, I was genuinely interested in like how far I could push my brain. Yeah. It wasn't about how fucked up I could get and how much I could handle. It was about that's how it was whenever I was drinking alcohol and smoking weed. Yeah. But when it came to the other things like psychedelics, well, I pursued that kind of stuff like I did when I was in high school. Probably a terrible idea being <laughs> 16, 17 and like having, you know, touched the psychedelics that I did. Yeah. But I was on a mission to like break that that cycle of like feeling so trapped and in just all these standards that I had set for myself, people had set for me, my parents, sister, everybody around me. I wanted I just I wanted to be able to think outside of that box because I felt so trapped. And you know, I never I didn't do it for the first time because I had read up on it and was informed, knew how much to take, testing stuff, blah blah blah. It was like, huh. Well, I know what that's supposed to do, and yeah. you have it. You sell it, so shit. It's always around. You're always over. Fuck, shit. I'll try it. Yeah. And then boom. Like after that, it was just like, oh, it was like over and over and over yeah. and over and over and over and over, and it was just like, that's that's what I was chasing to try to get to try to. I, 
chasing that to escape my problems, which is something that you should never do. You should never try to like find something to be like, you know, find a solution to your problem, you know, to like replace it. Sometimes that sucks. Sometimes it's good, whatever. But I was doing all that stuff and it was just to escape my problems. And I felt in, I felt like, you know, I was answering so many questions and then boom, trips over and you're just fried and you forget everything that you even learned. (laughs) I never wrote in a journal. I never took notes on anything, any of that kind of stuff. I just wanted to experience it and let it fade, fade as it wants type thing. Yeah. So I was doing all this stuff, trying to escape, blah, 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 blah. Definitely put way too much shit in my body, way too much shit to fuck up with all the chemicals and, you know, transmitters and receptors in my brain and all that shit. I definitely fucked up a lot of stuff. But I was doing that to escape the external problems. I I wanted to take something that would give me an answer And that's why I was doing it. I did it so many times, blah, 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 past that now. And then it got to the point where I had like flooded my brain with so many different thoughts and ideas and it was really, really overwhelming. And then boom, I'm bipolar. Like, so that, that kind of stuff happens and it's like, you got diagnosed. Yeah. I got diagnosed with bipolar. I got diagnosed with autism. You did? Level one. Mm -hmm. Damn. But just like high fun, the highest function. Yeah, I know. Yeah, no, you're. It's still. I would have never thought. Yeah, you're, you're you're another dude to me. But well, yeah, like see, I got diagnosed like last year <laughs> in December, which kind of I'm grateful for that. It would have been a lot different if I had gotten diagnosed when I was younger, like because I probably would have been put in special classes in school and stuff like that, and. uh learn differently and like had stuff catered to me but because i wasn't like i was basically forced to be normal yeah like i would just live normally like how any person would and just just that's just how it is like i'm more normal because of it so how does your autism affect your day-to-day life uh it so i have a really good like grip on myself like i know myself pretty well and i can like tell myself no pretty easily and like coach myself through things but most i i can get really overwhelmed really easily so like if there's so like if we're out in the in the living room area my sister wants to play music on the alexa my brother's playing a video game someone's doing my mom's doing the dishes and my dad's trying to talk to me at the same time like i it's gonna be like all those noises at once i, I it's gonna overwhelm me like i can't like i can't do it something has to stop so you, so, so you have a multi-track mind. Yeah, you're not a single-track mind. Yeah, I can't. I can't do all that. Like I gotta do one. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing though. Yeah, being able to take all that in. Yeah, I can't take in all that shit. I, my my brain will block things out. Really? Yeah, mine won't. I can, it can't. Everything goes in. Uh, that and I, it gives me some kind of some anxiety with some things. Like I didn't get my driver's license until I was like 22. Oh. Because I just I had this anxiety block from it like i just for some reason it was mostly with highways like i just had this huge anxiety about driving on the highway about going over a certain speed yeah just and also it gives me like an ocd type thing like if you notice my bookshelf like i have everything organized by series and by like they're like perfectly pushed together and stuff my playing cards down here i have almost 500 decks which is another thing like just 
like a focus on a certain thing. Yeah. So like some autistic people have a lot of collections of certain things. And mine is playing cards. Uh, I have like 500 decks over there and they're all put in the box. All that stuff. Yeah, I uh, when I was younger, I collected a lot of stuff, and I'm the same way. I'm like really, like when we were setting up, I was like right here. I was like yeah. getting the geometry right in the yeah. center at the angle yeah. to get the interface right perfect. Yeah. I'm like, I trip out about so that. That's why I love editing and mixing music. Yeah, because like it's the attention to detail. Like you're forced to make all these small little edits and focus really, really. You yeah. know, make everything organized. This, this, that. So, that's dope though. Yeah, I honestly. It's like you're – I was about to say something fucked up. But like <laughs> I don't know. It's like if you don't got something wrong with you, then it's like the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Like everybody's got a problem. If you're going to walk around saying you're perfect and like, you know, uh, shit's working good. Like I'm not – I'm chilling. I don't I, – you know, I don't have any problems or I don't got anything to worry about. At least mentally it's like, man, someone's always got some problem going yeah. on in their head. There's yeah. always – and not even that it's a problem. Because I was going to say, like, fuck, at all the stuff, there's a bunch of stuff that I went through relating to the bipolar shit, and it, like, fucked me over. Like, I had to take a whole, I missed my first semester of uh, university, UTSA, oh, and then I missed my third semester, so I only completed two semesters. Did I, I you know what? I haven't created, I haven't completed a single fucking semester at a university. Oh, my God. The first semester that I attended, a month before classes got out, I drove to LA and couch surfed and did Postmates. That's the story I was telling when I was in LA, yeah. Chick-fil-A shit. I was just couch surfing, living out of my car, doing Postmates, trying to make a hundred bucks a day. And just like, and there's a reason for that. And it's a stupid reason my parents say that I'm stupid for thinking like this. And it, they say that I'm ungrateful for thinking like this. Um, but I did that kind of stuff because I had so many internal problems and there wasn't enough stuff going on outside of me that I kind of wanted to know what a little bit of a struggle was like. Yeah. Like I wanted to know what it was like to, and that, 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 that pisses some people off because they're like, why the fuck would you want that? Why would you put yourself in the position where you're struggling? Why would work? you, did it work? Did it make you more grateful? Yes. Mm -hmm. I am a lot more grateful for the house that my parents provide for me the food that they cook for me, the words that they speak to me, yeah, anything. I'm so grateful for everything that I left, that I tried to escape. Yeah. I literally, I drove straight from fucking West Ave and, and 410 straight to LA, straight shot. I might have slept for like 30 minutes. Did you tell anybody night, that you were driving there? Um, just take off? So I was at House of Sin. Okay. It's off West Ave, 410. Great resale shop. Great shit here in the city. Uh, the guy that owns it, his name is Danger. And he actually, he just he just linked up with this, uh, I'm not sure how long it's been. I used to go over there all the time uh, just to hang out with Danger and shit. He's a really yeah. cool dude. But I was there with my girlfriend. This is 2019. This is uh, like April 2019. And sitting in House of Sin, this dude's talking about a bunch of like existential uh, crazy theories about rappers and famous people and Jay-Z, Illuminati type stuff. and Just like a bunch of brain fuck stuff. Yeah. Now I was just like, all right, it was getting to my head. Nowadays, I think back on that stuff and I'm like, okay. <laughs> I'm a very gullible person. 
and I believe and trust. I say I believe and trust in everything, but I didn't. My, I didn't for myself. Yeah. So, but at least everything, everyone like I trust everybody. I give everybody a chance. So I was at House of Sin, and um, uh, I was chilling there with my girlfriend. And that's a crazy name, House of Sin. Yeah, it's dope. <laughs> it's dope. Oh, my old laptop has a sticker for it. I have. A, I had a House of Sin sticker on the back of my oh, yeah. laptop. Um, but yeah, I literally just went from House of Sin at like five six o'clock on a Friday, and drove straight to Los Angeles. Oh, got to LA, called a friend of mine. I was like, "Hey, yo, uh, I'm in LA. What you doing? Like, can I like pull up and shower or something? I'm dirty as shit." So, pulled up to this girl's apartment. She's actually. Uh, from here she moved back here mm. but I, moved, I pulled up to her apartment and showered and stuff and um yeah i whatever left she kicked me out because i was just being a dickhead i was just on some shit just like man i just wasn't uh, yeah. mentally stable when i did that no yeah nobody really does that you know like just on a whim like randomly oh i'm gonna drive to la and try to make it type yeah shit. like that was just i was just tripping but anyways kick me out and then that was like after the night hadn't even ended yet. She's like, you just got She's like, <laughs> she's like, I already know that you're just lost. I was like, she didn't say that, but like, that was the vibe I was getting. Yeah. And it was true. Like, I was very lost and I was, uh, I pulled up and I, I was, I stayed with, uh, I stayed with a friend of mine. Um, he, his name is Young Bambi. Oh. And he, uh, he's a part of, he's a part of a, collective called midnight society okay great group very very talented artists musicians rappers singers bambi's amazing at mixing mastering all that shit i he was he was he was the he was the person that i looked up to the most when i was younger with the music stuff at least when it came down to the sound quality and you know production quality and stuff like that but i was staying with him for a while and i was in la for like two three months oh wow okay and then it got to the certain it got to a certain point where I was so mentally unstable that my parents had to had to go out there, get me back home, and we had to figure shit out. And just I just like I was just so hungry. I still am. Yeah. I am like so hungry for this shit that I was doing. I was like, fuck, I just have to do something. Like I'm tired of just sitting around waiting on my moment. I wanna go fucking get it. Yeah. So I just went out there, did it, whatever, came back, blah, blah, blah. Let's get back to the problem shit. That <laughs> definitely made me a lot more grateful. For the things that I have, what I had, um, and what's to come. Like, the fact, like, I hit a very, very low point, and I'm glad that I took myself there. Yeah. I'm glad that I fucked my brain up as much as I did. Yeah. Like, I shot my brain. <laughs> Fucking shot it, like, hard. Hit it hard as fuck. And came out, and it's like, I look at myself today, and I'm like, oh, well, I'm here. So, it's, it's all good. Yeah. But the reason why I told that story was just about the problem shit. I I went on that adventure because I wanted to struggle. Yeah. And like I said earlier, people will hear this and they'll be like, "Yo, like you're a fucking idiot. Do you not realize that there's people like let's say this, let's say it's someone who's hearing this and they don't they don't have a lot." And they hear someone like me with some with a lot with with who came from a very good family and like had a lot of support financially and emotionally and everything but there was still something missing yeah so the whole problem thing between people what i was gonna say like someone listen to this and if they don't have a lot and they hear me saying that i chased what they have yeah 
You know, it's like, yeah, I might sound fucked up, but that's what I did. And that that's just that's that's just what I wanted to do. I did it. And I, I'm here. I like to say um, some way sometimes the hard way is the only way that sticks. Yeah. So, and yeah. the all or nothing thing. Yeah. I had to reach my lowest point to get to where I am now. Yeah. I could have never been, you know, coasting on that plateau of life that I was riding. Yeah. And give, getting everything handed to me. And, you know, it's like you grow up on a good side of town. And if you're smart, you go make good grades at school. You play sports. You have friends. Yeah. You'll most likely get a scholarship. And even if your parents have money, they don't have to pay for your fucking school. Yeah. You know, it's like it's that easy for some people. And you just get and you can just coast through life like that. Um, at least on the outside, how it seems to me for some people. Yeah. Uh, so that's one way to do it. But I didn't, I just don't, it's, it's so cliche. Like everybody nowadays wants to say this or wants to do this. Oh, fucking nine to five. Yeah. I want to make my own schedule. I want to make my own money. I want to be able to, I want to be in control of my destiny. I don't want to have, you know, a manager or a boss telling me when to come in, how much money I'm making you know, set my worth as an employee type shit, you know? Yeah. So I didn't want any of that. Like I wanted, I always, I always wanted so much more than what I had. Um, And I feel like a reason for that is just my family history. Like my dad grew up piss poor, Moab, Utah, living out of a trailer. Oh, wow. Like he was, he didn't, he didn't have a lot growing up. Um, At least with like with his mom and stepdad and stuff. And my mom, she she didn't have it bad, but didn't have it amazing. She grew up she grew up uh, in uh, in Norwalk, California. Okay, it's in L.A. It's just another city in L.A. Um, my grandpa, R.I.P. Grandpa, he just passed away like a year ago. Oh wow! Yeah, like a year ago. Uh, man, that man went through it. Uh, bilateral, bilateral, one above the knee, one below the knee, amputee. Oh, well, dang. Both his legs chopped off. Uh, fucking had several uh, strokes, seizures, triple bypass, uh, back surgery. If you were going to lose everything. both your legs like that, why wouldn't they just make them the same length? Uh, the infection spread too high up in the leg. But why wouldn't they make just do the other one higher just to match? Because uh, you want to have your kneecap if you can. Only on one side, though? Well, because if you have your kneecap and you put a prosthetic on it, you can swing your leg with your knee. Oh, that's true. If you cut it above the knee, you're walking like a pirate. Oh, yeah, that's true. Right? Yeah. So. That's true, I guess, yeah. Yeah. Um. So he went through all that stuff, whatever, whatever. But that man never that man never didn't work a day in his life. He, he uh, as a kid, um, he grew up, he grew up, so he was born in Mexico, moved to the U.S. when he was seven years old. He moved to San Antonio when he was seven years old. Met my grandma uh, when they were like 15, 16. And they were together for damn near 60 years. Oh, wow. Crazy as fuck. My grandma, uh, she, just, she just turned 80 on August 1st. Dang. So that, that, that gives you, that yeah. puts things into context. My, my grandparents just passed her 50. That's crazy. Year anniversary, yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's dope. Yeah, 50 years. Yeah. People, you know, people consider that half a lifetime, right? Yeah. And if you, you spend half a lifetime with somebody, fuck. At least half a lifetime. That's crazy, yeah. Yeah, my grandpa, he uh when he was growing up, like as a as a kid, he was working in the cotton fields, picking cotton and shit and um just doing what, you know, yeah, someone from Mexico who doesn't speak too well of English and 
who needs the help, you know, mom support, the yeah. six, seven kids. So he was doing that, and that, that, man, that man worked his whole life. Never had, ne- could never get a break. Um, but that's so that's my that's my mom's dad. My grandma, she just she kind of just kept up with my grandpa, and she did. She uh she 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 was a teacher and stuff for okay. I forget if it was kindergarten or preschool kids. She was she was like a teacher's assistant. Uh, she didn't have a degree or anything, but they still let her come through, and she was able to get paid and help out around the classroom and stuff like that. So my grandma and grandpa, like, they both they both grew up. They both had it pretty rough yeah. growing up, and it's like from then, if I at least just look back, you know, just a couple of generations, and I look back on my grandpa, and I see where he started, and where my parents have got me. That's why I want as much as I want. Yeah. Because what my parents have right now in comparison, well, okay, look, what I had as a kid in comparison to what my grandpa had as a kid, like, would literally have changed his whole life. Yeah. If my grandpa had what I had, man would be, like, smart, super, super smart, put together person like amazing guy and it's like that's that that's the difference between us and that that's why i went to go do what i did yeah because i look back you know on my grandpa and what he had and yeah i didn't start off i'm not starting from the bottom i'm not starting dirt poor not having shit yeah i started where my grandpa left my parents and where my parents left me yeah so my goal is to create another is to create another step on these stairs. Yeah. I want to I want you know I want my son to hop on a I want one of my kids to hop on a podcast one day. Yeah. And say my great grandpa was picking cotton you know as a little kid in the fields. Yeah. With you know barely making any fucking money in the 50s and 60s. And now I'm here because of what I was able to do for them. Yeah. I want to, I just, I want this shit to progress. I don't want my family line to have to restart. Yeah. I want this shit to keep growing. And shit, I, you know what? Fuck, it's going to restart. I hope that it restarts. But I hope that whoever comes after me takes it a lot farther than I asked. Yeah. I hope they can take it a lot. I hope that they can take it far enough to where the downfall is inevitable. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, so does any of your family do music as well or no? No. Any kind of audio or anything? No? Not your sister? Nothing? My uncle was in a band. Okay. Uh, on my mom's side, he like performed at a... Because he grew up... My, 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 my mom, when she was growing up, she grew up in LA. So there's uh, the Roxy, I think it's called? I don't know. There's like... I guess in the 80s, uh, when my uncle was in his band, there was like... There's this one. There's this one venue in LA that every band who performs, they write their name, they write, they sign with Sharpie on the wall. Oh, that's so cool. every single person who's performed there signs on the wall. Oh god! And they keep track of all that. So he felt honored to be able to sign his name on this whatever, whatever. Anyways, he was in a band. That is the only connection to music I have to music. Oh wow! And he can. I've never heard him play music never heard any of his music before i don't know anything about it i wasn't influenced by him i don't have any i don't have any influence 
uh, musically in my family. Hmm, that's interesting. But the biggest influence ever in music, my dad. Yeah. Because literally, I wouldn't have gone to school if it wasn't for my dad. And I'm, I'm not even talking about him being able to support me through it. I'm talking about like he literally told me, you don't like university. Go do this because you spend all your time in your bedroom doing it. And it's gotten to the point where it actually sounds pretty fucking good. So go make it sound better and make make a career out of it for me and for you. And that's, and then uh, fourth grade, yeah. uh, July of 2010, Eminem came out, or it was June or July, Eminem came out with Recovery. Okay. Yeah, yeah. My the day that album came out was put into stores. My dad drove me to Best Buy and bought that shit for me. Oh, and it was amazing that because young? you were listening to that. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That's why I'm saying it was so much of an influence because I was, you know, hearing Eminem rap about, you know, tying a bitch to the bed and lighting it on fire. Yeah, but I was, you know, like I was, I was allowed. My parents allowed me to to be exposed to a lot of things when I was younger. Yeah. Um. Because when they were younger, they didn't have anybody keeping them from, do- at least my dad, my mom, her, my, my mom, my grandparents on my mom's side, like, like that shit was, yeah, they're, yeah, it was all good. She had a, she, she was doing pretty good, but I was always like, bro, shit, <laughs> we'll start this at five. Damn, never so like this guy that I'm supposed to record right now, yeah, he told me, he probably did. He told me, he was like, let me know when you're on the way back from the podcast. We're going to wrap it up here soon. I wish we wouldn't have to. Hey, I literally, look, I told him, I'm doing the podcast at five. I don't know how long till, I don't I don't know how long it'll go for. It's like 30, 40 minutes away from my spot. So that's why I said seven. He was like, hey, that's fire. What podcast? We're going to head over there around 6, 630 because we a good minute away. So he was like, let me know when you're on the way back at your spot. I was like, bet. I never texted and let him know that I was on my way back. And he just pulled up. And I'm 40 minutes away from my house. <laughs> he's there right now. Oh my gosh. Fuck. I gotta go. Yeah. Damn, um, that's, that's fucked. Yeah. What but, were you saying? Um, your grandparents on your mom's side? Yeah, grandparents on my mom's side. Like, she, yeah, she, she had it, she had it, she had it good, like, at least, like, family wise, like, growing up. Like, um, and my dad, like, parents divorced, this sad, whatever, whatever. Uh, but I'm gonna end it here. My goal is to take this a lot farther. I just want to take it as far as my mom did up to the point of having me. Yeah. Or, you know, yeah. in, in the time that she had to make her life up uh, as, or my parents, the time that they had together to build a family and make it the way that they did, I want to take that time to be able to give that to my kids. I want them I want them I want them to have more than what I had and I hope that their kids have more than what they did. Yeah. I just want the shit to keep growing. That's it. Yeah. And that's why I just felt like I just wanted more, so I chased it, fell down, got back up, kept going. And now it's a lot better than it was before I ever before I ever took any risks. There so. you go. If it worked, it worked. Who cares what everybody else says? For real. That's that. So before we end you get to sign the poster. And then I'm Gonna be reading off the quote of the day while you do that. Oh shit! Do you have a oh whatever color you want. Let's see. 
When it rains, look for rainbows. When it's dark, look for stars. When it's when it rains, look for rainbows. When it's dark, look for stars. Mm -hmm. That's a good one for today. Bro, I gotta get a new freaking <laughs> one of these. And I gotta put back up my phone and stuff. Yeah. Um, what was I? I think I was talking about my stupid thing before that. Cut, but yeah, uh, I need a new one. So I got taken out. <laughs> but uh, yeah, new signature on thing. Uh, thank you for watching this episode of uh, the podcast. Um, you have social media and stuff people can find you at. Yes, uh, my Instagram. Uh, just look up Adrian Austin. Uh, username. Uh, how do I spell it? It's like I'm gonna have them all linked in the description below too. Oh shit! So bet. people can just click it. And okay. Stuff. Yeah. So. Well, yeah, I'm on uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Um, really, it. SoundCloud, yeah. Spotify, Snapchat. Uh, Snapchat. Yeah, for sure. I'll put my Snapchat on there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you got a link tree or something or no? I don't. No, I'll I don't. just put them all in there. Separately. Yeah, if you want, if anyone wants to get in contact with me, just hit my DM on Instagram, Facebook, yeah. Twitter, whatever. Snapchat me. Yeah, that too. You need any audio engineering done or mixing, mastering? Yeah, any work well. audio related, I'll do it. Yeah, I'll do it. There you go. For the low, for the low. <laughs> Hopefully not for too long, but yeah, you know. There you go. Thank you for watching this episode uh, of podcast uh be sure to follow and hit up adrian and uh i'll see you in the next one cool thanks for having me bro yeah no problem Ooh. Ooh.